You're listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. Today we celebrate life. Today we celebrate resurrection in you. Lord, we are here because of you. And so we, we sing your praise. We, we give honor to you and we thank you, Lord, for the chance that we have, Lord, just to come into your house and worship and be together and sing in one voice as one church, as one body for one Lord. And we love you and we honor you today. So, Lord, we're just praying, Father, that what we do here this morning, Lord, we just... Just, just be pleasing in your sight. And I pray, Lord, that, uh, Father, that everything that is said, everything that we do, Lord, it can just bring you joy in some way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Guys, thank you for being here today. Listen, um, I know that uh, this is a little bit different, maybe a little bit chaotic, and it's okay. If your kid is a little bit noisy, it's all right. Uh, can we just take a big collective breath as parents and just go, okay, is it be all right? Okay? It's all right. It's all right. It's, it's cool. Uh, I know sometimes we get uptight in, in church. Uh, today we have bags that your kids should have got, so maybe it can help uh, with some of the, the anxiousness. Maybe there's some coloring sheets in there. If you didn't get one and your kid wants one, um, just raise your hand. We've got some staff in the back. They'll bring you one of these bags. And, yeah, we got some over here and uh, that'll help maybe uh, with the fidgetiness. I don't even know if that's a word. It is now, um, but uh, it'll, it'll help you guys out. Listen, this morning, Pastor Trent is uh, bringing the message today, and we're excited about that. Um, we always love to hear Pastor Trent speak. I didn't do this earlier. If you're a first-time guest, thank you for being here today. We are honored to have you with us, um, and we would love for you just to let us know that you're here. An easy way to do that is is just to send us a text. And you can text the word hello to 912-400-0556. Just text the word hello to 912-400-0556. And uh, that way we'll know, hey, this is your first time. We'll reach out to you and just welcome you. But we're glad that you're here. If you're not a first-time guest, welcome back. We're glad you're here too. So uh, can y'all give it up for Pastor Trent? Uh, give our guests a hand. Give him a hand. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Superhero Sunday. What an exciting day. I think we'd be very uh, remiss missing the opportunity on Superhero Sunday if we didn't talk about the biggest debate in superheroes of Marvel versus DC. We've got to have this conversation on Superhero Sunday. How many Marvel people we got? Okay, all right. My people, DC. DC. All right, these altars are open for you. You can come forward whenever you'd like. Y'all got some good stuff. I think y'all got the, the Dark Knight trilogy. That's about it. That's about all I got going for you. I love the MCU. I'm a huge fan of Marvel stuff. And um, today we're going to be talking about transformation. Our unlikely hero today went through a really big transformation. And on Superheroes Sunday, I thought it super fitting that superheroes have to go through a pretty big change when they become heroes. And my favorite superhero of all time is Captain America. And something about him, he got a super soldier serum injected into him and he bulks up and gets real big he gets this change going a few years down the line you get dr bruce banner and he's trying to replicate that same serum and everything goes wrong and he gets exposed to gamma radiation he turns into the incredible hulk you've got guys like superman they go through transformation he's his home planet has a red sun and when he comes over here to earth we've got a yellow sun and for some reason that gives him superpowers and then you think about guys like iron man and Batman, and their super, how, super powers just kind of being filthy rich. I mean, that's 
That's all they get. They just got a lot of toys to play with. Um, but I think this morning um, we have a, a guest here. I saw him running around here earlier today. We have a superhero in the building. We've got a lot of you here this morning. But yes, here he comes. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this morning, it's Spider-Man himself, the one and only. This one's a little cool. Let's jump on And I thought, what better way on Superhero Sunday to learn about transformation uh, and, and the changes that we go through than to talk to Spider-Man himself. You changed a little bit, you know? From now, now we're going to be very careful this morning. We cannot reveal his secret identity. Um, that must stay a secret. We're not going to do an unmasking or anything. Right. Right. Okay. So, but I do want to know, Spider-Man, I do want to talk to you a little bit this morning about the changes you went through. So talk to me and tell me what, was, what were some changes that happened. Or First of all, tell me how you got your powers. Uh, I got bit by a radioactive spider. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? A uh, bit hot. Mm, yeah, I would, I would assume so. And so after this happened, walk us through the next few days after that. What changes happened in your body? I was more strong. Mm, what's about? More fit, too. Yeah. What about this? Uh, well, I test that out that on Monday. Tested it out on Monday? Yeah. What did your test results show? Uh, it's, uh, it, uh, well, uh, I had a hard time trying to shoot my web shooters because I, I didn't know how to shoot, shoot mm -hmm. them. Uh, so it's been a process? Y yeah, so I, it took a long time. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so so what, about, what about, tell me about this suit. So this is a big change. Did you used to wear this before you had your powers? Wh how, how did you get this? Well, I used to have a red suit, but an alien symbiote went on me and turned and and turn me more strong. Ah, alien symbiote got on his suit and turned it black. Was that with your run-in with Venom? Uh, this is going to be, uh, I'm going to have a different story this time about how Venom was made. Okay, all right, very good. Very good. So, Spider-Man, you've been through a lot of changes. Are you are you happy with your changes? Yes. Would would you do anything different? Yes. What? What do you mean? What did I do? <laughs> I would, but I don't know what you're talking about. Um, well, tell tell me this. What do you do differently now that you've been changed? That you have powers? What do you do differently? Uh, I can shoot webs. Yeah. Shoot webs and. Buildings. For what purpose? What's what's the ultimate goal of yours? What do you do with those abilities? I climb walls. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, to help people, I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good, man. <laughs> this is the first time we've done this. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thank you, Spider-Man. Give him some outro music as he's walking out, yeah? All right, thanks, buddy. The one and only Spider-Man. Fast as lightning. There he goes. Y'all didn't know we had a celebrity with us this morning. Okay. 
So this morning, our unlikely hero that we're going to be talking about is, is James. Um, now, James was the half-brother of Jesus, and he wrote the book of James. And so we're going to talk about him a little bit this morning. He went through a pretty major change. Uh, so introduce us to him. Go with me, if you will, to John chapter 7. John 7, 3 through 5 is where we're going to start off. This is going to kind of give us a little background on James. Uh, on James. This is pre-transformation James we're going to read about here. So this is James chapter 7, I mean, sorry, John chapter 7, 3 through 5. And uh, so Jesus is ministering here, and um, this is a conversation going on between him and his brothers. John chapter 5, 3 through 5, and it says this. It says, Jesus' brothers said to him, you ought to leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe him. And so for those of us who have, have siblings, you can kind of catch the cynicism, the sarcasm in what his brothers are saying here. They're not being serious. It says that they don't even believe here that, that Jesus is the Messiah. They don't believe yet that, that Jesus is who he says he is. And so James is included in this. He's one of these brothers who, at this point, he doesn't, they don't believe that, that Jesus is who he says he is. They don't believe that he's the Messiah. And, and I get this. I understand this would be a very hard thing to believe somebody that you've grown up with. But at the same time, this, is, this has happened. When we look at the timeline here, what's already happened is Jesus has already done many miracles. He's already fed the 5,000 men, not to mention all the women and children, with one little boy's lunch. He's already done that. He's already walked on water. He's already healed a man that was lame for 38 years at the pool of Bethesda and countless other miracles. But all these major things that Jesus has already done and yet still probably knowing most of those miracles, his brothers don't believe. They still don't buy into it. They don't believe that their, that their older brother is, uh, is, is the Messiah, that, that he is who he says he is. But, but I get this. Um, are the Shearer boys in here with us? Did y'all hang around? There you are. Come on, come on back down here, guys. They helped me out first service, too. So to illustrate this, these are the, these are the Shearer brothers. Look at them. Hey, you came up this time. What's up, dude? Good to see you. This is Russ. Now, Russ is the oldest of, of the, the Shearer boys here, right? It is you, right, under here? Just want to make sure? Okay. Um, and so I, I feel like this illustrates this very well. So I'm going to set up this scenario for you all again. So imagine, imagine your entire life that, that somebody has told you about a superhero, that is one day going to come and save the world, everything possibly wrong with it, everything that you could ever need, this, this guy is going to come and fulfill. He's going to be this superhero that we all need. And so these guys have grown up together. Their parents have talked about it forever. Their friends are talking about it. They learn about that this, this thing is coming. This guy is coming. This superhero is coming in school. They're learning about it. And so they go up. They, you all have known each other for a while, yes? A few years, yeah? Okay. So they've, they've known each other. They're coming up through. They're all learning this together. And then all of a sudden, guys, your older brother here just says, hey, guess what? That's me. I am the superhero. Surprise. It's been me this entire time. Would you believe him? I would probably say, what? <laughs> Is that really possible? So I feel like this is, this is exactly how I would react too if, if I had a brother, my brother and I have grown up together and, and all of a sudden he's claiming to be Messiah and claiming to be the son of God, claiming to be his hero we've all waited for. It's a little hard to believe, right guys? 
Like this dude right here is, this is your savior. You know, it's a little hard to believe. I get it. They look terrified. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your help. Give them a hand. So I don't beat James up too much. I don't beat James up too much for, for not believing and for having a hard time wrapping his head around this idea that, that big brother Jesus is, is the Messiah. I've, I've, I've watched this, this guy grow up. He's been with me my entire life. It, it doesn't seem uh, possible. Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30 years old, and so they would have had a lot of time together, even him being a younger brother. They would have spent a lot of time together, and so I understand the doubt of the brothers and, and James's uh, doubt that, that he had. So what changed? What was the turning point for James? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, and I think this is where we see this change finally happen in James, where he's, he begins to believe. This is James chapter 15, 6 through 7. James 15, 6 through 7 says this, and this is Paul's uh, recounting of, he's telling the story of of Jesus being raised from the dead, and then those, those days following that Jesus had been raised from the dead, walking around the earth, what he did during that time. This is Paul telling the church at Corinth, he's writing this letter and telling them about those times and what had happened. And this is, this is um, his recounting of that. It says that after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James. Then to all the apostles. And so right here, I think this was that moment. It says that after Jesus was raised from the dead, James's name is listed very specifically. And I think that that's key. All these others were kind of in these, they were in groups and, you know, these were kind of grouped together. But Paul wants us to catch right here that to James specifically, Jesus appeared to him. And I think this was the turning point. My brother, I know for a fact, was dead. But now, miraculously, he's been raised to life. And this change and this turn happens in him when he realizes that his, his brother has been raised to life. This is it's this risen Savior that causes him to be able to see this change. And, and from this moment on, what we see is that James's entire personality, his whole entire walk, um, completely just launches, I think, from, from this moment. And um, he goes on to be one of the, the top leaders at the mother church that was there in Jerusalem. He was a church leader there. Um, he wrote this, the entire book of James, and it was, that was a letter to, to multiple churches. And, and uh, James was also there with the rest of his brothers and, and their mom um, in the upper room uh, with that 120 where there was the, the filling of the Holy Spirit and the tongues of fire came and sat on the top of their heads. Uh, James was there for that. And so we see like his whole identity begin, begins to change after this. And all because of this reason right here, what, what in the world could cause such a drastic transformation like this? There's nothing else but an encounter with the risen Savior. An encounter with the risen Savior, Savior changes everything. And I hope that, that most of us here this morning know that to be true, that we have encountered Jesus in this way, that we've encountered the risen Savior. We know that he's alive. We know that he's real. He's alive, not not just out of the grave alive, but alive in and well in us today. And so that causes something to, to change inside of James. And um, so what's our application? How do we apply this to our lives? Let's, let's jump over to, to James, to his book. And I think we can find our answer there. So remembering that 
that James had a lot of doubt in his own mind, and I have totally lost my bookmark. Give me just a second here. It's going to be on the screen, and so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to turn around and read it with y'all. I totally had a bookmark, and I'm in front of people. I'm too nervous to find Bible scriptures, apparently. So here we go. Let's all read this together. Um, oh, first of all, background on James. So in this, in this uh, book, what I also find to be really funny is that uh, at least 15 times in James's book, um, he alludes it. He's, he's preaching like Big Brother. He alludes to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount at least 15 times, and a lot of scholars will say that the book of James reads like the like Proverbs, like the book of Proverbs. It's the Proverbs of the New Testament, and so I think it's funny. He's kind of ripping off some sermon points from Big Brother from his Sermon on the Mount. If you read through James, you kind of get this sense, but, but let's read this, um, this passage from, from James, keeping in mind that, that he too once doubted Jesus. Um, he's been given a, a whole lot of faith here. Um, and so this first little part here, this is the opening of James. And, and this is how James presents himself. He says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. And so this is how he starts off the book. And I love that because he could have said, hey, remember that Jesus guy that we all worship and love and adore and died for everybody's sins? Yeah, that was my brother. But he doesn't. He starts off, he's just very humble and says, that wasn't my brother, but that was my Savior. That was, that was my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my Master. And he starts this off very humbly. So jumping over to chapter 4, let's read this, chapter 4 of James. It says, you adulterous people, does not hold back, right here at the beginning. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. And then finally, this last verse here, there is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? And this is so crazy hearing James say this because James, along with the rest of his brothers, judged Jesus very, very harshly early on in his ministry, and they didn't believe. And so now he comes back around, and if y'all can come on and, and step up here with me, um, he comes back around, and now he is, he's been given power and authority through the power of, of the resurrected Jesus that changed his life, to turn around and, and write something this powerful is, is insane. And it's so cool coming from James that he is now able to, to turn around and, and call people out of, call us out of our complacency when it comes to following Jesus and the transformation 
that we need to have in, in our own lives. Um, so here's how I want us to respond to this. If, if y'all could stand up with me. Um, by the end of James's life, I thought this was super interesting. By the end of James's life, he was given a, a nickname, and his nickname was Old Camel Knees. Old Camel Knees. And this was because he was found in the temple praying on his knees so often that the thought was his knees would had become hard and calloused from constantly kneeling down in prayer. And he's praying over the, the Jews that hadn't believed in his brother yet. He was, he was lifting up the churches in prayer, asking that, that they would come to know Christ for themselves. And my prayer, and I know as a church, our prayer this morning is that every single person would be able to come to know Jesus in that way. And um, to see James's transformation from this doubter, this unbeliever, to getting a nickname like Old Camel Knees because he spends that much time talking to his Heavenly Father, talking to Jesus in that way is, is very crazy to me. And, um, and this morning, I want us to gather with our families, hold your babies close, and uh, I want us to pray over each other and, and lift each other up. And um, maybe you've got friends and family not here this morning that you know um, need that transformation. I want us to lift them up in prayer as well this morning and um, that we would be reminded of our identity. They would be reminded of, of this transformation on this Superhero Sunday um, that happens inside of us when we when we meet the resurrected Jesus, when we meet, meet this now living Jesus, he resurrects those things in our life. Um, so pray, pray with me this morning. God, thank you so much for uh, this day. Thank you for a fun day, a different day. And uh, Jesus, I ask that you would be with us. God, just bring refreshment into our hearts right now and uh, transformation where things need to be changed, things that we need to give over to you. God, we lift up every single family member or friend that we may know of that, that needs that, that needs your transformation, um, that needs to know you, that needs to be in relationship with you, that they could just have that one encounter with the resurrected Jesus, that it would, it would truly change everything, as we know that it has for so many of us, that everything could, could be changed and, and transformed when we put it in your hands. We, when we hand those things over to you, that you take them and you are in control, and we thank you for that. We lift up um, all, of, all of our children and all the youth in here today, and um, Jesus, we just declare that they are yours. We declare that, that their hearts would be transformed, that they would meet you in a very real way, and that real life change would happen in them, and, and that that would allow them to be able to affect others in that same way as well. So guys, they're going to lead us in this song, and um, graze in the gardens that we sang just a little bit ago. They're going to lead us back into this. So sing with us this morning. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise and treasures that fade Satisfied here in your love. 
transforming decision to to give your life to Jesus. We want to give an opportunity for that this morning. It's very simple. As long as you believe that that Jesus Christ lived and died and rose again and you want to give him everything and allow him to be control of your life, then it's very simple. Just pray this prayer along with me. Dear Jesus, God, we give you everything that we have this morning. Jesus, we believe that you went to the cross, that you died, that you rose again. We believe with James now that you are who you say you are. 
and we want to give everything over to you. We want to surrender our entire lives to you, to, to step out of the way, to not just live for ourselves, for our flesh anymore, but Jesus, you take control and you transform and you do what you want to do inside of us. We thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, yeah, amen. If you prayed that prayer, if y'all can put the text number up there for us, um, just text the word decision to this number right here and, and let us know when we'd love to just follow up with you. And uh, we'll follow up with you this week and, and talk about this a little bit more. You've been listening to New Life Church in Richmond Hill, Georgia. For more information regarding New Life, please visit our website at newliferh.com.